Thank you, Brother Cody. We appreciate it. If you have your Bibles, take and open them up to the book of Matthew. Book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 24, uh, excuse me, Matthew chapter 20. We'll get to 24, but 20. We uh, live in a world, seems like, that at the moment everything, uh, we know that things we've talked about before, those things speed up and carry on and we all get busy and it's hard to, uh, to keep track of everything. It seems like it's moving. You know, I've told you before, my grandmother said, I don't know if I'm slowing down or the world's speeding up. I think it's the other didn't it we get older and slow down it's just the world keeps getting faster and faster with everything and uh maybe that's naive i don't want to admit i got old see <clears throat> but what we do see and we know by prophecy in god's word is that he tells us uh, that men's heart begin to get cold and we see that every day uh, the lack of mercy or compassion with people it's just more and more pointed that there's no tolerance, maybe is the right word. Very little tolerance. And if you if you see it nowhere else, you can see that on the highway, right? If you dare set at a red light just for an extra second to make sure that nobody's going to run it, somebody behind you is beeping that horn. Hurry up, get out of the way. And then they... You know, I'm always amazed. I had to go to Waco this weekend, and I'm amazed. I watch these people just really gun it. They go over in the turn lane. They go around people so they can be run up and stop at the red light, and everybody else is already stopping. But they're just in too big a hurry. And then you can just see them over a yak, yak, yak. They're just ranting and raving. It didn't matter if the guy was in front of him or not, you know. Chill out. Relax. It's okay. If you're late, you should have left earlier, and don't worry about it. You're not going to make it up. The Lord speaks about mercy and compassion. Matthew chapter 20, beginning in verse 29, I invite you to stand to honor the reading of God's Word. The title of the message is Mercy and Compassion, if y'all didn't already figure that out. Verse 29, it says, Now when they went out of Jericho, a great multitude of people followed him, and behold, two blind men sitting by the road. When they heard that Jesus was passing by, cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. Then the multitude warned them that they should be quiet, but they cried out all the more, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. So Jesus stood still and called to them and said, What do you want me to do for you? And they said to him, Lord, that our eyes might be open. So Jesus had compassion and touched their eyes, and immediately their eyes received sight, and they followed him. You may be seated. Let 
notice that to read this passage oftentimes when people cry out for help and they tell of the plight and that they were involved in whatever it may be and they they have the courage and you have to understand it takes courage sometimes for folks to ask for help uh, there are those who are always looking for somebody to help them but yet they they really oftentimes put themselves in that same predicament and they they don't do things of their own for help not that you shouldn't help some but there are those who take advantage of it we agree to that i mean that's just reality of human nature uh but there's truly those that need help and often are afraid to ask for the help, but they finally come to a point where they build up the courage that they ask for it. And there's those, even today, who say, I'll be quiet. You don't need to speak up and admit you have a problem. And that can be a lot of different things that that covers in asking for help and having a problem. Alcohol, drugs, maybe it's finances, it may be anything, but... There are those who say, no, you're going to be ridiculed or you're criticized for speaking up, so you ought to be quiet. Even as we see here, these guys are blind. They've heard about Jesus. They know about him. They heard the miracles that he does, and they cry out to him. And yet, Scripture records that the crowd around them tell them they need to be quiet. Don't say anything. Don't interrupt what we're hearing and what we're doing. You see, it begins to be more important about us is the way they're looking at it. And yet here he asks Jesus, even though he hears the people telling him to be quiet, he hears the guys crying out, he stops and he says, what is it that you would have me do for you? And these two guys, both blind, speak and say, we can see. And notice what the scripture how it records. It says he had compassion. Well, thankfully I'm not blind. But that same Jesus that had compassion on me. And compassion on each one of you. He's shown us his mercy in Matthew chapter 5. What begins to take place is he teaches us. He teaches us about or excuse me, in 6, he teaches us about what we call the Beatitudes. And in 7, he talks about having mercy and showing mercy. And he records there in 6, 7, it says, The merciful shall inherit heaven. And you begin to think about that. We know we have a choice between heaven and hell, right? It's the one we choose. But literally, in there in Matthew 6, he comes and he says, I misquoted, it is 5. I thought it was 5. Yeah, don't know why I should have changed it. I guess I can guess myself. Anyway, he says, Blessed are the merciful in 5-7, for they shall obtain mercy. I don't know about y'all, but I need that mercy. And not only for here and now, I need that mercy when I stand before him. And I believe each one of us will stand before him, as Scripture says. When the old devil's there saying how bad and all the things you've done wrong, some we 
we've asked forgiveness, we've remembered, and other things, we don't even think about it. And yet we get them thrown up. I'm so glad there's a Jesus that'll say there, Father, I have mercy on him. He's one of mine. He believed in me and trusted me. You see him not as he is, but through my blood. That's mercy. For you and I, that same mercy is realizing that maybe if we were put in those same circumstances, where would we be? So in our passage that we read, if you had been blind all your life and you knew that there was a guy coming by there that would perform miracles and you'd already heard about him restoring sight to someone who's been blind, how loud would you cry out? We just got through with praise and prayer and we've had prayers all for ourselves, for others. We've talked about all sorts of things and God's interested in everything about our life. From the biggest mountain and the biggest catastrophe that you can imagine to the smallest little thing that really doesn't make a difference to anybody else. I can't find my truck keys. And yet if we pray about it, he's interested in it. See, oftentimes we forget how interested he is in us. He's interested in whether or not, because he wants to bless us, he's interested in whether or not our truck runs. He's interested in whether or not what type of truck we buy or what job we take who we marry he's interested in all of those things if we allow him to be because he has compassion remember the the very fact that Jesus came for God so loved the world not because the world was so good not because the world so deserved but God so Loved the world. He sent his only son. Compassion. Compassion for you and I and for those who come before us, those who come after us. He has that compassion. And as he has that compassion for us, we talk oftentimes about wanting to present the gospel to others, to let others see Christ. One of the greatest ways you and I can do that is with mercy. And with compassion. Now he give us a brain to be good stewards. He give us a mind to look at the whole total circumstances. But at the end of the day it's about compassion. A lot of times there's different people that ask for different things. For assistance through our church. One of the things Miss Connie when we talk about that in different and helping different folks. And she made that statement more than once and she says you know I look at it that if you feel if you feel like the Lord's leading that we should help them we help them if they misuse that money that's on them and I agree with that what we were called was do was to ask they ask we help and yeah there's those times that we may look at that hey this is a continual deal and we say no this church is always given and we continue to do it. We're there to assist, not to enable. There's two different things that take place. But that oftentimes going that extra, even though we may not know the whole circumstances or we have to trust, if that's really what the Lord places on our heart, that's compassion. That's mercy. In our daily lives, personally, sometimes, 
you know, I'll be the one to attest to that with the different folks I work with. I have to be able to, it's not what's first in my mind to say because the old man still lives. And then it dawns on me, you ought to have a little mercy, a little compassion. And we learned oftentimes to tame that tongue and not say what our initial thing we were going to say. Especially if someone does us wrong. Dr. Alice probably sees it was kids misbehaving. You know, Jacob and I have talked about that. I always admitted I wasn't good to work with juveniles. That choked the little sucker out, you know. I had to worry about it then. But maybe that's not always what works. Jesus said to be compassionate. The other thing about compassion and mercy that I think of that Scripture records here, and I'll point to it here in a moment, is the fact that Think about even in our own lives when you, Lord, just help me out of this. I make sure I never do it again. And what happens? We find ourselves sometimes in the same predicament because we were stupid and we did it again. And yet, our Lord has compassion and mercy on us. And he's willing to try again. Remember what he says about love being long-suffering and patient and boy he does have patience without a doubt without a doubt verse in matthew 24 he speaks here again and he tells us in matthew 24 and 12 and 3 he says because lawlessness will abound the love of many will grow cold but he who endures to the end shall be saved. Sometimes it seems like we go over and over and over around in the same circle, and yet we have to watch ourselves not to get hard-hearted and listen to the spirit of when there needs to be compassion. There needs to be mercy. God himself shows us there's times where that has gone to its limit. Jesus goes and cleans the temple out because he said, you've made a mockery. And I'll paraphrase that story. But he says, you've made a mockery of my father's house. But he has the ability to have perfect anger and perfect jealousy and perfect in the timing and knowing exactly when to shut it off. The same oftentimes, we've experienced that when it's true that you have the opportunity to talk to someone about who's constantly needing help over the same thing, and there's a certain point where you talk about it, but the Lord also tells you it's time to shut up. And I've learned that he's always right on his timing because there comes a point if you're talking to people about that, it goes so far and then the barriers come up. But if we listen to his spirit, it stops just at the right time, and they actually hear the message. They hear what he has to say. There'll be those that become because they allow the coldness to come. And they hear those things so many times and they think, that's just somebody else wanting another handout. And no, I'm not going to do it. And so forth goes on. And James 4 speaks to that. Again, God's Word always has an answer for us. In 4.17, he says, Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is a sin. 
I'm a firm believer that when the Holy Spirit impresses upon us that we need to do something and we don't do it, we just messed up. If his guidance and his direction is to go and do it, even if that means it's a sacrifice to be you and I, or we go, you know, I bet this ends up the same way it always has. We don't know that for sure, but he does. Follow the leading and the prompting of that Holy Spirit. For those who show mercy, his word tells us, mercy shall be given. So I always remember if I want to see it, if I want somebody to be compassionate and I want to have mercy from my Heavenly Father, I've got to be willing to show that and exhibit that to others around me. Lastly, I would tell you in John 13, John chapter 13, Jesus gives this in what we call the new commandment, or we call it, he called it the new commandment. He says in John chapter 13, beginning in 33, he says, Little children, I shall be with you a little while longer, speaking to his disciples and those. He says, You will seek me. And as I said to the Jews, where I am going, you cannot come. So now I say to you a new commandment. I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you. That you also love one another. By this all will know that you are my disciple. If you have love one another it's easy to follow into the world's trap today of being cynical or cold-hearted or just blocking them completely out those who are in need but Jesus throughout the scripture while he lived on this earth took the time to always stop and be compassionate over and over again we hear that we see that and he talks about their faith and their willingness to ask because he tells us if you need and you have and you have not, he says to ask. In fact, he turns right around in that same scripture and says, you have not because you ask not. There's nothing wrong with the ask. We should always remember that. And the same as you and I ask him to intercede on our behalf, with mercy, with compassion, with our request of all different types, the same we need to do for someone else. So oftentimes it's easy to say, hey, put this on your prayer chain. Put this on your prayer list. But by the same token, when we receive those messages, do we ever just forget to pray about it? Or we tell somebody, hey, I'll be, keep you in my prayers. I'll be praying for you. I'm trying to step on your toes. I've been guilty of it too. And I think, man, I forgot to pray for them. That's compassion. That's mercy because it takes something away from us. Jesus over and over again did that. No matter how tired he was, no matter what all was going on, he was attentive. Remember the lady that touched the hem of his garment? He's in a big crowd and he says, who is it that touched me? The people around him got a chuckle out of that. They're, Lord, there's people pressing you on every side. What do you mean? But there was one who had a need. And he stopped. Stopped right there with everything he was doing. With compassion. 
the guys who took their friend who needed to be healed, you remember, and they actually, because they couldn't get through the crowd, went up on top of the roof and lowered him down in the roof. Can you imagine what was going on out there in that crowd or what you would hear today? Really? Don't y'all see he's preaching? Don't do all that. You don't need to be bringing <coughs> Yeah, they did. And Jesus always took the time for mercy and compassion. Our world needs that compassion. Our world needs that mercy. And folks, if we really want to be his disciples and let others see him work through us, it's through compassion and it's through mercy. Where are you at with compassion and mercy towards others? I know you want your own compassion and mercy given to you. But where are you at on handing it out? You know, the same is true when we come and ask somebody to forgive us, tell them I'm sorry, please accept our apology. Are we merciful enough to accept theirs? Makes you sit and ponder something to think about. Sometimes we also have to have mercy and compassion on ourselves because the old devil's going to try to throw it up to remind us how big a mess we made. Yep, I did. I made a big mess. But he forgave it and it's gone. Thank goodness for his mercy and his compassion. Last song Cody sang. Didn't tell him what to sing, but he sang it. Amazing grace. What mercy and grace, compassion he gave us. We have the opportunity to share it with others. Let's pray.